Count your blessings, right? It's a phrase we often hear, maybe increasingly around this time of year that's coming up, count your blessings. And a lot of times it's easy or inspiring to see how we are blessed or how others might be blessed. In case you are wondering, the reason the front three pews here are packed is that it's packed with the clan of Betty Kerrigan. We'll say more about them later on. This could well be the church of Betty Kerrigan, at least tonight, someone who's brought so much to this parish. But whether it's family, whether it's good health, whatever it is you would mention as to why you're blessed and the blessings you count, those are things that we want to share, usually not in a prideful way. We're happy to share them. But here's another question. How's your poverty doing? And in particular, how loud is your poverty? Our blessings almost speak for themselves. They almost have a way of proclaiming themselves to the world. We're happy to share them. But how loud is your poverty? I know it's a strange question, but it's prompted by a strange expression. It turns up all over Scripture. We had it tonight in the readings. It was beautifully chanted in the psalm. And it's this idea that the Lord hears the cry of the poor. And it's almost always phrased that way that throughout Scripture, God on his own doesn't just sort of jump into humanity and take action. He's always responding to the cry or the outcalling of the poor. The God of the Israelites is a God who responds to a cry. And in a way, that's very important. It's not that God needs a reminder or God needs to be encouraged to be kind or loving, but it's that when the poverty cries out, It's as if then the ones who are poor render themselves more able to receive whatever it is that God has to offer them. Now think about this for a minute. You know, and if we just even take poverty away from the materially poor, because let's be brutally honest, for most of us in this room, that's not a condition we find ourselves in. I won't presume that of everyone. That's why I said, how loud is your poverty? wherever those areas in our lives are that we feel broken or wounded or hurt or unable to kind of meet our own needs, who knows about it? How loud is it? Is it something that even God knows? And a lot of times we go to God with the same personalities and minds and hearts that we go to one another with. And so if very few people have ever heard the sound of your poverty, We shouldn't kid ourselves. There's a good chance God hasn't heard it either, at least not in a way that really is self-disclosing, where we really do feel able to bring with raw honesty that vulnerability before the Lord. And our faith is an incarnational faith. That's why we gather like this. That's why to come together with family before the celebration of a great family event in the church means something because our prayer is not just isolated. It's something that we share together as a community. And so when I say, do we even bring our poverty before God, I also mean, are there people in our lives, are there people we love, people we trust, who hear the cry of our own poverty? As I said, it's not about reminding God that he should love us, but when we can bring that forward, when we can bring that out into the light, when we can look to someone that we love very dearly, and maybe it's someone we've lived with for all of our lives. Maybe it is family. 
Maybe it is a spouse. Maybe it's a dear, dear friend. But sometimes it's shocking how we can have little areas of poverty in our hearts that even the people who are closest to us would never guess is there because we never allow it to cry out. And when we're able to speak it, then we put out on the table everything. There's no elephant in the room that's left unacknowledged. I think we know this in our closest loving relationships. If you can speak to another one with brutal honesty and say exactly what's in your heart, especially about what is difficult to express, then oftentimes we put ourselves in the best position to hear what they have to say in return. If we're always worried about posturing, if we're always worried about keeping our poverty quiet, then we're always worried about what might leak out. It takes a lot of energy to keep your poverty stifled. And if you hear those words with a little bit of fear, but why should I bring it out? What will I be thought of? It might be shameful, it might be embarrassing, it might be hurtful. Maybe there's nothing that anyone can do about it anyway, so why bother? Then listen to that echo that comes through Scripture time and time again. The God of the Israelites, the God of Jesus Christ, is the God who hears the cry of the poor and responds. And every loving parent or grandparent or great-grandparent knows this. When you see someone you love who's in pain, what's the first thing you want to know? Where does it hurt? Tell me about it. What hurts? And one of the hardest things is when that person refuses to cooperate. I'm fine. I'm fine, thanks. And we've all known the pain of hearing that reply when there's nothing we want more than to share our love. So I mean it when I ask, how loud is your poverty? It's a strange question, but it's one that's well worth pondering a little bit. And if you find that it's been a while and maybe your entire life since anyone's ever heard the cry of your poverty, and maybe just a little spiritual exercise this week, look for an opportunity to bring it out. Don't worry that you're going to be a burden, or you're going to be depressing, or Debbie Downer. Really trust that when Jesus and the Bible invites us to do it, he's saying that with integrity. And don't stifle the poverty in your heart. When we are able to speak it, it is heard, and that makes all the difference in the world.